You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to ahead on Locked On Cougars here on a weekend edition of the show. Going to talk about something I wrote about yesterday in my blog, Yacht Talk, about Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. We'll examine that. We'll also talk a little bit about a brand new commitment to the BYU football program from earlier this week. Cannon DeVries from Weber High School. Need to weigh in on what I see from him. A guy I've actually been familiar with for some time now. We'll talk about his commitment to the BYU football program program and of course catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU sports fan going into the weekend so plenty to get to and let's waste no more time and get into it this is the locked on cougars podcast for april 2nd 2021 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, the only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. A reminder for you guys, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, whether it's the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And please also make sure to leave us a rating and review, particularly the majority of you listening, obviously, on Apple devices. Leave us a five-star rating as well as a comment or two of what you like about the podcast. We love hearing from you guys, and today we debut what I'm calling our Follow Friday is what I'm going to call it for the time being. I'm still workshopping in the idea, but we'll read a review from you guys, and we'll get to that a little bit later on in today's show. But kicking off the show today, let's talk a little BYU football and Zach Wilson. Hey, he seems to be in the headlines a lot, Jake. Why are you talking about him? Well, some of you are aware of this. If you're not, I'm going to clue you into it. I occasionally like to blog and write a little bit about BYU and other sports. I call it Yacht Talk. It's a nickname that I have from my radio job with the Zone Sports Network on DJ and PK in the morning. I am known as Yawk, uh, but it's a blog that I've been writing. I put it on Substack where actually it can be emailed to your guys' inbox, and you guys can go right here in the show notes and actually link it every day. You can subscribe to the newsletter right away. I also post it on 1280thezone.com, the website and station that I work for. But I wrote a, a story yesterday and wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit on today's show. And the headline is... Zach Wilson should embrace the New York Jets. No joke. And I know you're probably laughing listening to that headline saying, Jake, the New York Jets are a wasteland. It is wasting your career to go there and play. And I get that. I get that the reputation is not great for guys who have played with the New York Jets. As I noted in the piece, you can go read about it. When your most famous player in your franchise history is Joe Namath, and the last season that he played in the NFL, is it 1977? Yeah, you've been through some tough times. And we all know that Chad Pennington had some, had some good years there with the Jets for a while. Uh, Rex Ryan had a couple of playoff-bound teams, but by and large, the success that New York Jets fans have craved and the consistency they have craved has eluded this uh, franchise. And as I wrote this, I'm doing it from a 
point of that I'm seeing more and more that Zach Wilson is going to go number two to the New York Jets. Steve Young, the BYU alum himself, uh, had put out a statement the other day that the Jets are essentially quote-unquote committed to taking Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick. Well, if I'm Zach Wilson, and my argument is that he needs to embrace New York, and the reason why is because I think Zach Wilson has got the right mentality to go and hopefully make a difference for the New York Jets. This is a franchise, as I said, that has really been down on its luck for the majority of its history. They do have one Super Bowl title. Is it Super Bowl three, if I recall correctly? The guarantee that Joe Namath made, and they went out there and won that Super Bowl. But since then, like I said, success has been fleeting. But they have a new era beginning in New York. They've got an ambitious young head coach in Robert Sala. Their offensive coordinator is Mike LaFleur, who both of them coming over from the San Francisco 49ers. They learned a lot from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Sala, and I, you guys probably know this if you don't, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan, so I have watched Sala and LaFleur work pretty closely considering I watch almost all, if not all, San Francisco 49ers games. But I can tell you this much. They are an amb- ambitious team. Uh, tandem and they're looking to do something big and they want to start a new era with the Jets and hopefully have success so it is my argument that Zach Wilson if he is going to go to New York embrace it go there and be the guy the reason why I believe that he can have success and this just may be pie in the sky Jake Hatch uh, trying to look through rose colored glasses at this is because think of what Zach Wilson has done for the BYU football program if you guys recall he came to BYU on the heels of their worst football season in more than 40 years. They went 4-9. and nine. Uh, BYU didn't really necessarily recruit him all that much. Ty Detmer at the time, the offensive coordinator, had a commitment from his nephew, Zadik Dinkelman, and just didn't give much attention to Zach Wilson. But when the change was made, when Detmer was fired in late November, Jeff Grimes brought in as the offensive coordinator, BYU made like just this full-court press to bring Zach Wilson in, and thankfully a recruiting trip to was Iowa or Iowa State didn't work out. He came to BYU, made that visit, fell in love with what was going on with the program, and commits. Well, from that point on, think of the rise that BYU football has had. Back-to-back 7-6 and six records, Zach Wilson at the helm for the majority of those games. I know he took over as the starter midway through the his freshman year in 2018, but 2019 struggles through some injuries, and of course what we saw in 2020, just an absolutely stellar year, the best season probably since 1996. I know some of you might say 2001, but regardless, 20 years, uh, the best season that they have had, an 11-1 and record. But Zach Wilson, his can-do attitude, his can-do mentality, his prove-them-wrong bracelet that he wore, he comes to BYU and really lifted BYU from the depths that they had not been at in many, many years and puts them on a track that it appears that they're in a much better spot now that Zach Wilson moves on to the NFL than they were three years ago when he committed to the BYU football program. It may be comparing apples to oranges going from college football and trying to make a comparison to the NFL, but it is my opinion and my personal belief that Zach Wilson and his endeavor to prove everybody wrong would actually serve him well going to the New York Jets. Obviously, you need talent around you. There's no doubt about that, but the Jets have added the likes of Corey Davis in free agency this year. Davis, a former top five overall pick out of Western Michigan, 
Michigan, had some good years with the Tennessee Titans. They've got an all-star, NFL all-pro left tackle and a second-year player, Mekhi Becton. The offensive line with the New York Jets overall, not necessarily the worst offensive line. It can be upgraded, obviously. And the talent infusion that you're probably thinking that they need could come as soon as this year. Uh, I was doing some research on this and writing this. Did you guys know that the New York New York Jets have nine total picks in the NFL draft this year? And I believe at least five of them, if not six of them, are in the first 86 picks of this year's draft, meaning by the third round, they have, will have picked the majority of of their selections. That means they're going to have a lot of talent coming in. That would probably include Zach Wilson in that group. Think about that. There's a lot of talent coming in. You've got an ambitious young head coach. A lot of people have talked about that Zach Wilson would be tailor-made for the Kyle Shanahan offense with the San Francisco 49ers. Who's to say that Mike LaFleur can't take what he learned coaching under Shanahan with San Francisco, take it to New York, install Zach Wilson, rinse, repeat, and have success? That's my argument. So if I'm Zach Wilson, if I'm advising Zach Wilson, I would say, you know what? Make your peace with the fact that, yes, you are going to the New York Jets, but go in there with the attitude that you had when you came to BYU to quote or hashtag prove them wrong. Do it again at the NFL level, and I understand it's a whole different ball game, but I would love nothing more than to see Zach Wilson just embrace this, go in and do something that many other quarterbacks have tried to do and failed with the New York Jets and have success. Who's to say that it couldn't happen, but also who's to say that it will happen? We Only time will tell. Obviously, you need to hit on those draft picks if you're Joe Douglas, their GM out there. There's a lot of different variables in play, but I would love to see Zach Wilson take this challenge head on, and I would love nothing more than to see him have success with the New York Jets. Am I... Uh, jealous San Francisco 49ers fan who hopes that maybe the Jets fall in love with a guy like Justin Fields and then take him and Zach can go to San Francisco at number three? Absolutely. But I'm just looking at the reality of the matter. The 49ers would have moved up to number two if they could and the Jets are not budging. There's a good reason for that. I think that they are going to pick Zach Wilson. So Zach, embrace it. Go in there. Uh, Hope you have success. We'll be rooting for you all the way along here and looking forward to seeing how things go it appears with the New York Jets. Like I said, there's still plenty of time to go until the draft. There still could be another trade. The Jets could move out. Another team could move up. But I would love to see Zach Wilson, if it is the New York Jets, go to this downtrodden franchise. Go with a a rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator. But go in there and have some fun. Try and turn this thing around. And do what you did, in essence, for BYU at the pro level. How cool of a storyline would that be? He would be just held as a hero there in the Big Apple. You can think of all of the eyes that would be watching him, and it would just be a really, really fun story. All right, only time will tell on that, but if you guys want to read more on that, you can go to 1280thezone.com, or like I said in the show notes on your podcast provider, Scroll down, subscribe to the Yacht Talk newsletter. It shows up right in your inbox when I publish them. I'm endeavoring here uh, kind of a new resolution with the month of April underway to write more often. If you guys would like to receive those newsletters, please subscribe and weigh in with your thoughts, by the way. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. Locked on Cougars. We are on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as well. Follow us there. Let us know your thoughts or email it with your thoughts. Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, come 
Coming up here in just a moment, we'll stick with the BYU football vein on today's show. A new commitment earlier this week from Northern Utah, Kenan Vries. What do I see from him on film after rewatching it? I've talked about this kid in the past, but I want to talk about him again as a commit to the BYU football program. Where do I forecast him when he shows up at BYU. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online, folks. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, and I mean that. Football in the rearview mirror, we're looking forward to this coming fall, but the NBA, college hoops, and NHL are in full swing right now. Golf ongoing. Baseball just began yesterday. You can bet on all of it at betonline.ag. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV if you're interested in such things as that. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you, you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And by the way, it is free to sign up at BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. You heard that right. 50% added to your account when you make that first deposit using the promo code Locked On. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, I want to encourage you to get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, let's talk some BYU football recruiting here on a Friday. BYU added the commitment, their fourth commitment of the 2022 recruiting class in Cannon DeVries of Weber High School up there in Northern Utah. Now, let me back up here and say right at the outset that I have been tracking Cannon DeVries for the better part of two years now. I do a thing with my radio station. We call it the John Watson Chevrolet Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Award. Yes, that's a mouthful. I get it. But I am the selector. I put the nominees up there uh, each week during the high school football and basketball seasons. John Watson, kind enough to sponsor it. And Cannon has been a guy, like I said, I've been tracking for some time now. He's been a standout player for the Weber Warriors for the majority of his high school career and he made it official that he will be a BYU Cougar by committing earlier this week. Uh, Exciting to see that and he uh, really made it simple. He said committed with a blue and white heart, a hashtag go Cougs and tagged Kalani Satake. Uh, He had a commitment video down below in his original piece but it was just really cool to see Cannon DeVries announce that he is going to be a BYU football player because as I said, he is a guy that I have watched from afar for many many years now and I can tell you this much he is a true athlete in every sense of the word and that's saying it because he plays defense offense and special teams for the Weber Warrior and he has been successful in all three phases of the game for Weber during his high school days and he will bring that to BYU probably a little bit undersized at this juncture I think they list him at 6 foot 160 pounds obviously if he wants to be successful at the division 1 the FBS level He'll need to add on some weight, but he still does have time on his side. He is going to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, based on what I'm hearing before enrolling at BYU. So he'll have some time to quote-unquote grow into his body. But by the time he gets into the uh, training program at BYU after his mission, they'll make sure that he packs on the requisite weight, find a good weight for him to participate at, while also finding the right position for him on the field. 
I could see him contributing at safety. I could see him contributing at running back. I could see him at wide receiver. I know he led Weber in all of the receiving categories last year in the high school ranks. A great defensive back for the Weber Warriors, but he's an absolute weapon in the return game on special teams. Uh, He returned multiple kicks for punt return and kick return touchdowns. I'm telling you, folks, this is just an out-and-out athlete who is going to be a weapon for the BYU staff. It is my opinion that he probably ends up playing in the defensive secondary for BYU. I think he'd be a fantastic free safety type for the Cougars. Uh, He's got great speed on him. He has proven that he is more than capable of being a guy who can just make an impact on every phase of the game. And I look forward to finally seeing him when he shows up to BYU. And I think this is actually a pretty savvy pickup if, if if you're asking my opinion on BYU adding a guy of his stature. He's a three-star prospect according to the 24-7 composite ratings. So a solid, solid prospect all the way around for BYU. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, he is now the fourth addition to the BYU recruiting class. Uh, Those guys alongside him who have committed as part of the 2022 class include American Fork tight end slash defensive end Noah Moyaki, Alta's Micah Kafusi, who will also probably play defensive back or linebacker following in the steps of his brothers Isaiah and Jackson, who are Cougars currently, and then also Wasatch High School's Jaron Kalama, who recently committed to the BYU football program. And Kalama is similar to DeVries in that he's more of a true athlete who doesn't necessarily have a set position currently with BYU. He's not slated to play a position. You have guys, uh, Noah Moyaki, I think he would be a fantastic tight end if that's what he wants to pursue, or defensive end. I'm of the opinion that you could see Cannon DeVries play multiple positions for BYU, uh, whether it's offense, defense. Think of a guy that could just contribute in all phases of the game and you deploy him where you need him when you need him. Obviously, he'll have a set position at some point during his career, but there's no reason to pigeonhole him into a spot when he is more than, what, three seasons away from officially enrolling and suiting up for the BYU football program? Why do that to yourself. There's no reason to. You're going to find out how his body develops on his mission. If he's able to uh, gain some weight naturally, once he shows up to BYU, who's to say he hasn't grown an inch or two? There are so many different parameters and variables that go into the projection that BYU has to make, especially with guys like uh, Cannon DeVries who are going on a mission. You're projecting three, four, five, six, maybe even seven years down the road. Think about that. You're trying to take a guy who is 18 years old and potentially trying to determine that when he's 24 or 25, what's he going to be like as a player? Think about that. Nobody really, really knows, but I I do believe that a guy like Cannon DeVries is a very, very good pickup for the BYU football program, and I'm excited to hear that he is going to be a member of the Cougars and looking forward to finally seeing him, what, three, four years from now? But nonetheless, it's exciting to see BYU continuing to clean up on the recruiting trail. Uh, This year's recruiting class, I've talked to guys like Jeff Hansen. It's going to be extremely limited once again, just due to all the parameters and variables that go into what's happening with COVID. Uh, Super seniors, uh, extended freshman class, essentially two freshman classes who are both going to be freshmen. It's going to hamper BYU's ability to have full 25-man classes for what I think is the foreseeable future. I do think that the NCAA needs to help out some programs and maybe make an exception here or there to say, you know what? 
We understand that you guys will probably be over scholarship limits for the next three to four years, but they need to maybe open it up, expand the rosters a bit, and then pare them back down to the 85-man limit over the years as you kind of balance out these classes. BYU is not the only program who's going to have a glut of freshmen in this program, and it's only going to hamper them in terms of their ability to restock their classes once this uh, freshman class. Essentially, it's it's a double dose of freshmen upwards of maybe 50 guys in certain programs. They're going to be moving on in terms of the class, their class together. Man, that's just going to hamper programs. So I think the NCAA maybe revisits this at some point. Maybe they don't, and it's going to hurt BYU, but it's also going to hurt other programs. But BYU's got to be a little more uh, consistent, or what am I trying to say? They're try- they need to be a little more, um, they need to hit on more guys when it comes to recruiting the most programs. Because BYU, we all know it. They have such a narrow recruiting base as it is. Guys who want to live the standards that the university has set forth in the honor code. You have to understand what the lifestyle like it, lifestyle is like in Provo, Utah. There's so many different parameters. I'm using parameter a lot today. Apologies for that. But there's so many different things that go into evaluating if a guy is going to fit with BYU. It's an elite academic institution. You've got to stay up with your schoolwork. This is not a school where you can show up and quote-unquote go to class and get away with uh, C getting a degree type of a deal. You can't do that at BYU. They don't work that way. You've got to be able to, st- to do your own schoolwork and stay up to speed with that. So there are so many different things for BYU when it comes to recruiting they have to hit on, but it's good to see guys like Cannon DeVries say, you know what, I want to be a part of this program. I have seen the excitement from this past season, and it's something that BYU's got to capitalize on. It would be nice... It w- that they would be able to have a 25-man class if they could go out and really just chase some big dogs, big talent base, and say, hey, we, you saw what we did last year. Think about what we could do with you. But that's not going to happen. It sounds like it's going to be a rather limited class. So the guys who do commit to the BYU football program, you can guarantee you this. BYU staff really believes in these guys, and they expect all of them to hit. And more often than not recently... BYU has hit on a lot more recruits than they have missed on. And I think that Kalani Satake, is, that's something to hang his hat on. He's done a good job evaluating talent, developing it, and it's been paying off for him, especially this past year. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan going into the weekend. Some notable results from last night. Also looking ahead to the schedule this weekend. We'll get to all of that. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. We've talked a lot about them, folks. We have finally arrived to find out who is the best of all of the Built Bars. And what a Built Bar is, if you don't know, it is a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, the best-tasting protein bars with 100% chocolate covering all of them. And I mean it sincerely when I say they are the best-tasting protein bars that I have ever had absolutely love them and they have finally come to the end of the built bar madness go to builtbar.com find out who the winner is i'm not going to spoil it for you guys i'm going to make you do some legwork of your own but you can go to builtbar.com learn who the winner is and while you're there use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your next order you heard that right 15% off your next order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Follow them on social media as well, bar underscore built, if you want to follow them on Twitter and weigh in with your thoughts. But go find out who is the greatest of all the Built Bars. I think you'll be surprised. But it's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for that 15% off. And enjoy the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. Folks, it is time to get ready for the NFL Draft. You can do a two great podcasts right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to encourage you guys to check out the Draft Dudes podcast as well as Locked On NFL Draft 
both of them getting you ready for the NFL draft at the end of this month. Yes, we have made it to April. The NFL draft is finally here. I know it's still a few weeks away, but get ready with it. With the Draft Dudes podcast, as well as the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, you can follow both of them on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, getting you guys up to speed as BYU fans here before we go on a Friday edition of the show. Let's start off with the results from yesterday. Men's tennis, a win, 4-3. to three. They beat Portland in Portland. Women's tennis beat Washington State 4-3 to three at the indoor tennis courts in Provo. So congratulations to both men's and women's tennis on that victory. Uh, BYU women's softball, they upset number 25-ranked Baylor 4-1 to one in their opener of a three-game set there at Gale Miller Field. Fantastic result for the women's softball program. Not so fun for the BYU baseball program. They were shut out 5 to nothing by the Santa Clara Broncos. All five runs for Santa Clara coming in a big second inning, and that stood up as BYU lost that game. Both uh, BYU baseball and softball will be back in action against Santa Clara and against Baylor, respectively. Uh, baseball in Santa Clara, women's softball at home against Baylor. Best of luck to them. They'll also finish up those series on Saturday with a third matchup each. So best of luck to them this weekend. Hopefully you can see BYU baseball bounce back, and hopefully BYU softball can pick up a couple more wins over a nationally ranked opponent. BYU men's volleyball, the number two ranked team in the country, had a nice night. They swept USC three sets to none in the Smith Fieldhouse. They'll be back in action uh, tomorrow as they host USC once again. Excuse me, tonight. Excuse me. Tonight against USC in their regular season finale. That'll be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be broadcast live on BYU TV and also streaming on the BYU TV app if you want to tune in and watch the Cougars in action. So there's the results from last night. And looking ahead to the weekend ahead, uh, looking at BYU men's and women's track and field, they're going to split their squads. Some of them will be at the Hayward premiere in Eugene, Oregon at the University of Oregon, while others will just be up the road at the UVU Collegiate Invitational at Howe Wing Track and Field, uh, the, the complex there in Orem. So best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams. Uh, BYU women's gymnastics, they are the number f- uh, two seed in the Morgantown region here in the NCAA Championships. They're going to be in action this morning at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time there in Morgantown, West Virginia. There is a live stream link if you want to watch it. They'll be participating in the WVU Coliseum. If you want to get that live stream, go to BYUCougars.com. Best of luck to Guard Young and his squad. They're looking to advance uh, to the next round of the NCAA Championships, and they're favored to do so as the highest uh, seeded team in their little pod. There's four uh, programs in each pod, and BYU is in one of those. They're the fifth seed, if I recall, overall, a 12th seed overall in the overall tournament, and best of luck to them as they try and pursue uh, some national glory, make it to the Super Regionals. Is that what they call it in gymnastics? Maybe Super Regionals. I don't know. Maybe just Nationals. I don't know. Nonetheless, hoping the BYU softball advances out of that uh, can do that in the Morgantown Regional. I believe if they win today, they will go into the Final Four pairing against host uh, West Virginia, who's favored to make that field. And obviously after that, you advance to the NCAA Championships, the championship round of the NCAA tournament there for women's gymnastics. I'm making a big mess of that, but apologies for it nonetheless. All right, other things you guys need to know, BYU men's and women's tennis are in action against Gonzaga tomorrow. The men's team is up in Spokane. That'll begin at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. The women's team is hosting Gonzaga at the outdoor tennis courts. That's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Live stream links, both of them on the BYU Cougars website. Women's soccer also in action in Moraga, California tomorrow as they take on St. Mary's. Cougars got a huge win. The 17th ranked 
ranked Cougars upsetting number nine ranked Santa Clara two to one just the other night. I didn't talk about it on yesterday's podcast. I felt bad about it, but they are in action tomorrow taking on St. Mary's at two o'clock mountain time. It'll be streaming on the WCC network online if you want to watch that. And that will do it for the weekend schedule for you guys. One other note before we go, though, is a big congratulations to Billy Nixon. Some of you may know his name. Some of you may know the BYU Equipment Twitter feed or Instagram feed. Well, Billy is the brains behind that, and he has been tabbed to direct BYU football player experience and equipment operations. It's a new title for him. Uh, he's actually, the official title is the Executive Coordinator of Player Experience and Equipment Operations for BYU Football. He replaces Mick Hill after he retired after, what, 39 years on the job. Billy is more than capable of doing this. He's actually got a PhD in Sport Management, Athletic Administration, and Leadership. Dr. Nixon will focus on the overall player experience for members of the BYU football program while developing and supervising the policies, procedures, and logistics related to equipment operations for the football program. In essence, his team of guys, he's got a bunch of students who work underneath him. They pack the trucks, they unload the trucks, they pack the planes, they have everything covered when it comes to whatever BYU needs on game day wherever they're playing whether at home or away Billy does a great job he's done an incredible job helping out with the updated uniforms the new Royal and Navy helmets were part of his uh, game plan for the BYU football program so this is a fantastic hire for the BYU football program overall and congratulations I guess officially to Dr. Nixon I didn't know Billy had a PhD so congratulations Billy on the job well done and looking forward to seeing you for many many more years hopefully doing great things for the Cougars. All right, that's going to do it for a Friday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. As I said here before we go, we do need to get to our shout-out Friday. What are we calling it? Follow Friday? I don't know what I'm going to call it necessarily right off the bat, but you guys get to have a shout-out here for leaving your guys' ratings and reviews about the podcast. So let's pull it up right now. I am scrolling to find a review to share with you guys, so bear with me for just a moment. This is like live radio. Shouldn't do this on the air. But you know what? We're doing it anyways. All right, here we go. Let's start off with T. Bucky. He sends this in with a five-star review. He says it calls it the Daily Essential, saying Jake does a great job giving us the info we need to be the smartest BYU fans in any given room. Hey, you've listened to the podcast for a long time, T. Bucky. The music is great and the production is awesome. I really appreciate it. It's available early as it allows me to know what to look for for later in the day. Thanks, Jake. Well, T. Bucky, thank you. And thank you to all of you who have submitted these reviews and ratings. Please do so if you haven't done so already. I'd love to get you guys more shout-outs here on the podcast. We'll be doing that more going forward. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your weekend, folks. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday, recapping whatever happens in BYU sports. And like I said, yesterday on the podcast, we begin next week with our countdown of the 100 seasons of BYU football as we get ready for the upcoming BYU football season this September. Should be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of research, but I am looking forward to digging in and doing some fun things with that. So stay tuned for that all ahead on next week's podcast. And hopefully you guys have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 2nd, 2021. And we will talk to you guys on Monday.